Bachelor Nation, welcome to episode three of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving, fighting, and rose-giving of the franchise. We're starting with season six of Bachelor in Paradise. On this episode, we'll be breaking down all the happenings on the beach during week three. I'm Susie. And I'm Kristen, and it's time to look towards the stars. It is week three of Bachelor in Paradise, and we're back. Susie, good morning. Hello, good morning, Kristen. How are you? I am Wells, Wells, Wells. Wells, Wells. <laughs> we're sticking to that. Even though Wills is gone, Wells is still there. <laughs> no, he's so MIA, but we know he's there in the background. Yes. All right. And then, as I was telling you this morning, I watched Wells' Instagram story before bed last night, and then he appeared in my dream. It literally <laughs> blows my mind how, like, how that happens to people. It's very strange. Like, sometimes dreams are so out of the blue, and then I have a dream, and then I think back to what I was doing before bed, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I genuinely remember probably two or three dreams a year. Really? Yeah, I just go to sleep, and it's like a blackout, and I wake up. I, I, like, maybe two months ago, I had, like, a week where I had these really vivid recurring dreams. But it's been radio silence since. Wow. We'll have to research if astrology has to do with your dreams at all. Oh, yeah. I'm sure to an extent. Anyway, quick <laughs> social media plugs. Follow us on Twitter at It's All Roses. Instagram, we're at It's All in the Roses. And then you can email us with any Queries, questions, any um, birthday information. Like, yeah, yeah, any birthday info, we, we need it. And that's it's all in the roses at gmail.com. We're stepping up our Twitter game. Um, I've been trying to get Dylan to like tweet us. <laughs> my, my, you like, can't be too persistent. I'm not. I didn't do <laughs> that all last week. And then this week, I like replied to his gossip girl. Little. Yes, that was clever. And, and it was funny, right? Yeah. Everyone go check it out at It's All Roses. Go check out my response to Dylan. I thought it was pretty funny. I think he <laughs> appreciated it. Um, moving forward, before we dive into our astrology and our breakdown of the episodes, again, a disclaimer that Kristen and I are not experts in anything astrology. We're learning as much as you guys do every day. And the book that we often reference throughout our episodes is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by Joanna Martine Wolfolk. It's really fantastic. It goes really in depth on sun signs and like amorous states and cusps. It, it really just has everything in it. So we highly recommend. And all readings we do on contestants are based on sun signs only until one of them hits us up and is like, hey, here's my birth chart. <laughs> And then at that point, we would have to have them as a guest on yes. the show, of course. So, we'll and get Speaking of guests, we're hoping to maybe schedule some interviews with either astrology folks or bachelor people in the off season. So, between Paradise and The Bachelor. Yeah. We don't want to be radio silent and only do like in season breakdowns and stuff. We have some really cool ideas for uh, things we can do during Bachelor season downtime so look forward to that 
Kristen, let's move on to your Virgo move of the week. Yes. So this is a bit of <laughs> a stretch. So Virgos, when they focus, they aim for perfection. So the job isn't done until all possible options are exhausted. So in this case, <laughs> in the past month or so, I have binged all of the mm -hmm. series younger until reaching the ongoing sixth season, which I haven't finished yet, but I'm working on it. And I had watched like scatterings of younger before, but I wasn't consistent with it. But then earlier in the summer, I got to interview some of the stars on the show, which was really fun. So then I was inspired to be like, oh, okay, let's watch all of this from beginning to end. And I did. And it's so worth it. I am the character Diana Trout. If you're familiar with the show, it's created by the same man who created Sex in the City. So if you're a fan of that show, I recommend it. If you're a fan of Sutton Foster, watch it. If you're a fan of Hillary Duff, watch it. Hillary Duff is killing it on this show, really. Wow, why am I not watching this? I'm similar in that I probably saw like the first half of season one. And I really enjoyed it. Like I yeah. like the premise of it. It's just six seasons. Yes, but they're half-hour episodes, and they're only 12 episodes per season. Oh, it's so easy to get through. It's all on Hulu. Cool. Also, that guy in it is gorgeous. The old one? The one that's married no, to Mariska Hardike? No. <laughs> I love that. Nico? Yes, he's the one I met. Well, they. Wait, when? Um, about Why a month ago? the old one? I, I, I love the old one. <laughs> he's married to... Oh, Mariska Hargitay from Law and Order. No, I thought you were calling this man. the old one. No, I was talking about the other guy. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, he's gorgeous. I love Sutton Foster. Do you remember yeah, Bunhead? Yeah, and she's the other one I met. Sutton Foster. Yeah, and they were both in person, and it was wow. That's like major really fun. for you. Yeah, and she's a Broadway star too. So that's I know mostly Crazy. from that. Wow. So yeah, it's not a typical Virgo move, but I just decided it to make my mission to get through it as quickly as possible, and I did, and I love it. Cool. I feel like that's <laughs> a good like summertime show. Yes, it is. I think it usually airs in the summer too. Like there's the sixth season going on right now. Oh, cute. Okay. August is such a summer month. I feel I, like everyone is checked out right now. I don't enjoy August. I just love fall so much that by August, I'm ready to die. <laughs> True. Oh, my God. It's brutal. So, right. Suze, as a Gemini, how was your week? Mine was not lighthearted at all like <laughs> yours. Um, I just feel like, again, going back to summer, everyone being checked out. I, like, work for a really small nonprofit, and there's not a lot going on. And I feel like it's kind of like a problem that's come up a lot since I started working there like especially now that I'm full-time I just feel like sometimes I'm not doing anything hence mm -hmm. I'm home right now recording this podcast with Kristen because I was literally like I'm not going into the office until later because I have nothing to do so I just feel like I'm not like reaching my full potential and I'm like what am I doing career-wise so I've spent literally all week like researching these different certificate programs, um, like I like side hustle out of Pilates studio. So I've been asking like ever like school counselors, teachers, like how did you get into your field? What do you do? What did you recommend for me? And I've just been like freaking out. 
trying to pick a certification course. And I, I think I, I've settled on a nonprofit management one, or I've at least enrolled in the first course. But the online classroom platform, I'm not sure how I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah, how does that work? Is there a set time that you're quote-unquote in class online? Yeah, so lessons, I, I would start September 11th, and lessons are going to come out Wednesday and Friday. And then I'm assuming, like, assignments for that week will be due by the next Wednesday. Kind of. It's like you don't have to be online when the lessons come out. You just know, okay, like, a lesson came out Wednesday. Maybe if you have time, you, like, watch it or do it Thursday. And then the next one will come out Friday. Do it, I guess, do any quiz or whatever. And then it goes to week two. And it's, like, a six-week thing. Ah, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on you for starting that because I definitely have had that end of summer indecisive career freak out on top of watching Younger. <laughs> and that's why I've watched so much Younger. <laughs> I go to it to cope. It feels like not as big of a decision as like selecting a master's program, but it was still hard because we all know Gemini's are indecisive eight. My whole friend group, like from home, are Gemini. When we go out to like, like literally going out to dinner is the worst. <laughs> worst. I can imagine. It, I, I don't even want to get into it. It's stressing me out. <laughs> All right. And now on to Bachelor Nation broadcast, where we go over any happenings in the Bachelor world over the past week that don't necessarily have to do with Paradise, just with like, Bachelor people in general. KP, what is our first one? So around this time last week, again, right as we were recording, basically, Demi got into a feud with Tanner Tolbert on Twitter because Tanner went to his Twitter with accusations that Demi had planned to bring her girlfriend onto Paradise and that he was sick of Paradise becoming about exploring connections made outside the show rather than on the show. Um, as everyone remembers, Tanner met his wife, Jade Roper, on season two of Paradise when it was still quite the novelty to connect outside of the show. It was a whole big thing, I believe, on that season, either season two or three, when a contestant had been contacting a woman outside of the show. And that was a whole big scandal at the time. And now it's just second nature. So Tanner ultimately, after a lot of back and forth on Twitter and more statements on Instagram said, I'm tired of everyone talking beforehand and pre-planning these relationships. I think his exact words were, I'm just old school. And then Demi flat out denied his accusations that she planned to bring her girlfriend on the show, tweeting, there was no plan. You're speaking on something you heard about as if it's a fact. I was 100% honest and upfront the entire time. So it fizzled out eventually, but as far as how this plans out with their signs tanner's a taurus we've talked about tauruses a lot this season because of blake they're earth signs they're more grounded but as we've discussed with blake they have that stubborn streak and i think tanner sticking to his guns in this argument and making sure he had gone to every platform with his opinion is definitely the case of that stubborn streak and according to our book they have endless patience to see a three see a thing through which was definitely Tanner's persistence in this case. And they're also not fond of change. So, you know, Tanner's married with two kids now. So 
obviously he's going to be sentimental about paradise, but I guess he's not fond of the way social media is changing the show. And then on the other hand, Demi is a Pisces, Pisces. Wow. Pisces. (laughs) And as we've seen on paradise and the bachelor, she doesn't lack a backbone. So she was going to stand up for herself and she did. And I think this whole feud really brings in the question of how do we feel about people from outside Bachelor Nation being brought onto the show? Would it have been different if it was a man? Would people react differently? In the past, they did bring on Ashley I's sister in season two of Paradise. None of the cast members were very fond of the decision. Uh, she didn't last very long on the show. But Why it was still wrong? Why was she on? Just to be there with Ashley, I think. It was a very odd dynamic when they were there. It was kind of like the sisters against everyone else. Oh, yeah, that is strange. Yeah, that's just completely different. I I don't know. I think, again, this is like one of those arguments that doesn't have a right or a wrong sign. Right. Um, I admire Demi for standing up. I think she's 100% correct in saying that she was honest about the entire thing or eventually I think she was very honest with Derek you know yeah but I do feel Tanner I'm tired of this everyone like linking up beforehand or like having some form of a relationship beforehand and then it all coming up on paradise and like blowing up and you know Blake is a prime example of that yeah I agree and because I've been watching for so long, I remember how simple the older seasons seemed mm-hmm. compared to this one. And just the fact that you have relationships like Ashley and JP and Des and Chris coming out of those more old school seasons, I think is a real testament to how this formula used to work back then. Obviously, in recent years, we've had a lot of successful bachelorette relationships, so it's not necessarily hindering the success rate, but still. And I don't think it's bad for them to, like, have had, like, here's my example. Jen came in this episode, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And when she went up to Dean, she was like, oh, or they were both like, it's so great to, like, finally meet you. I feel like I've known you, but now I'm, like, putting, like. A 3D body to an Instagram handle. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was great. She also said the same thing to Chris. Mm. I feel like I know you, but. Obviously, there wasn't like a substantial friendship or anything before the show. It was genuinely like when someone is like, oh, I, you know, I was really interested in seeing her or him on Paradise. I like things like that. Yeah. And I think that was the original concept of the show. But you haven't really delved into it until you get to the beach. So I guess I'm old school too. Yeah. I'm a little old school too. And moving on to our next item, People Magazine reported that Tyler is apartment hunting in New York after more dates with Gigi Hadid, and he was also seen with former Bachelorette Andy Dorfman, who accompanied him on one of his fun runs through Central Park that that, um, supports his friend's charity. I love that this is, like, headline-worthy. <laughs> right? I was just looking at E! News earlier, and apparently last night, he and Gigi met with Serena Williams. Are you freaking kidding Yeah, me? I didn't know they were friends. Wait, Kristen, that is huge. Like, the U.S. Open is going on. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, oh, that explains it. That's fan week, and then, ne- guys, I love tennis. 
that's major. Oh my god, I'm like freaking out. Like I'm not even gonna be able to go to the open this year. I'm so upset about it. But that is so cool. Good shit. Tyler's really out here living his best life. He is. Also, also, I just remember this morning I was like looking at something too. And Gigi used to date Zayn Malik. Yeah. That like, was that lasted for a while. I think it just what? ended earlier this year, maybe. Yeah, I could I had completely forgotten about it. Gigi's out here. Do you remember, was it when she was dating Joe Jonas that she was on that boat in London with her and Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss and her boyfriend? And it was like before Taylor Swift was dating Joe Alwyn. So she was in the middle as the fifth wheel. Taylor? Yeah. Was Zane there? No, this was when Gigi was dating Joe Jonas. Oh, Joe Jonas. Oh my god. I don't even remember that. Which, now that I think about it, was longer than I thought, seeing as Joe's yeah. been with Sophie Turner for a while. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Time flies. Please. <laughs> Tyler, you do you. I hope he finds a cool apartment. <laughs> Where do you think Tyler will settle? Downtown. Yeah. He Tribeca. Money. You think he has Tribeca money? I don't know, man. If he's hanging out with Gigi Hadid. True. True. All right, and then we have one final um, little piece of news in Bachelor Nation broadcast. Is that what we're calling it? The Bachelor Nation broadcast, <laughs> yes. So this, um, we're going to talk about Hannah B's struggling Insta post, which came out a little bit before we recorded episode two. Um, we didn't mention it last time, and we just thought it was really worth mentioning. And it was just Hannah B serving us some realness and letting us know that she's not okay right now. And she's okay with not being okay. Um, we we're going to read a little bit of her post. I'm struggling. Life is so different since last August. I've been a pageant queen, a bachelor contestant and the bachelorette. I've been in love with multiple people. I got engaged. I broke off an engagement and I shared it with millions of people. The woman who has emerged would shock the mirror image young girl from a year ago. I have so many blessings to be thankful for. However, it's uncharted territory for me and it's been hard to really process what the heck is going on. I admire her so much. I really, really like Hannah B. I do too. I think she's just been amazing and you can definitely see how much she's grown since The Bachelor. Absolutely. Um, So Hannah B is a Libra. I was Looking through our book earlier today, and I found this line that I think really resonates with Hannah and her whole journey. Libras often lose their equilibrium and positive outlook when forced to be alone. Um, I think what Hannah's gone through would definitely make anyone like lose their balance and lose a positive outlook on life. But Libras very much so like surround themselves with positivity because they very much embrace like the feelings other people give off so now for hannah to be on her loan and and she mentioned that this is her first time living alone and everything she's in a big city she's not in alabama anymore um i think it's gonna be a really trying time for her but moving on to our final item things have turned a page because she's been confirmed to appear on dancing with the stars oh my god yes that's gonna be so exciting Like, I don't watch consistently, but I really, I just, like, enjoy the concept. 
I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of Dancing with the Stars. Are you kidding me? Like when Derek Huff was on Dancing with the Stars and Julianne Huff. And now, right now, the brothers, the Chemikovskis. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. I don't know if you know this, but (laughs) I don't think many people know this. It's kind of like been my closeted dream that I will never achieve now. To like <laughs> to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, been, never say never. <laughs> to have been like a competitive ballroom dancer. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. I think it's amazing. Like all all the ballroom dances, I think, are gorgeous. Wait, that <laughs> does sound familiar. I feel like you've told me the ballroom dancing part. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's me. Like I feel like I'm gonna make my child take dance classes, <laughs> and if they enjoy it, then they will go on and become competitive ballroom dancers, and I will live through them. But yeah, that is it for a Bachelor Nation broadcast. Now we're going to move on to our episode breakdown, starting with this week's rose ceremony. When I, you started. Kissing all your friends Kiss, kiss Kiss, kiss So moving on to the first episode of this week Before we even get to the rose ceremony Jordan and Christian have their big fight, correct? Yes So this, this is what happened Christian was having a moment with Nicole He like had a little pinata Clay went over to try and talk to Nicole. Christian was like, no, like you guys have had all day. I want to, I like prepared this for her. I want to spend time with her now. Clay walks away and then Jordan is like, you're not going to do my friend Clay like that. Let me walk over there and like handle this situation, which uh, continues in Jordan ripping down the pinata. And then they kind of get into a scuffle and you think it's going to be okay. But then Christian charges at Jordan and they're like on the sand flailing and kicking and then all these guards come out of nowhere and there was a lifeguard on paradise which makes me really happy (laughs) i I really enjoyed that little safety measure they take and then they're like separated and chris was it chris harrison not not chris harrison a producer tells them that there is quote no tolerance for violence on the show and they are kicked off yeah, Chris told the cast that there was no tolerance for violence, but yeah. it was essentially the producer that talked to Christian and Jordan with Chris in the background. Yeah. Um, I'm sad. I think they would have been really fun to continue watching. <laughs> Not together. Like, I, I thought Christian w- was just going to get sent home and then it was just going to be like funsies, but no more funsies. And then, Kristen, you brought up a good point that last, last year? Yeah, last year grocery store joe and leo also got into a fight and leo was kicked off i believe he exited on his own i didn't check beforehand and i should have and it wasn't as intense as this one it kind of happened off camera so there's and it ended very quickly but it was very much like a debate if there's no tolerance for violence then was Joe kept on last year because he was just more likable and Leo was depicted as the villain in that situation? Or was it just because this fight 
between Jordan and Christian just got so out of control. Yeah, I think, like I said, when they had that little scuffle and then they were broken apart, I think if it had been just that, they would have been fine. But then when Christian like charged at him again and it got really physical, I think that's what just like put it over the top. Yeah, and Jordan really body slammed Christian off the little deck thing. Did he? Oh my god, I have to watch that again. (laughs) Jordan. I'm really going to miss Jordan. All right, so then we start the rose ceremony and we saw all twists and turns had happened already. And then Anyeka says that she can't give out her rose because she hadn't made a connect a romantic connection yet on paradise and she was really questioning why she was there and everything so she decides to leave of her own accord i support that i think she made the right decision what do you think kp yeah on one hand maybe it's just because i would want to see a thing through but then again i've never been in the position and i know that being the odd person out is just uh-huh. not fun. So I think in that setting, especially that far along, it would become not so enjoyable anymore. So I do yeah. get it. I also don't know like how strong her friendships were with anyone. It didn't really seem like she had that like go-to friend. So I think that's what would cement the decision for me. Yeah, I think she was becoming that go-to friend for the women, but mm-hmm. none of the women were necessarily her go-to mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Dang. We'll miss you, Anyeka. So then, then we, like, rush through this ceremony. Who was narrating? Was it Blake? Demi gives her rose to Derek. Katie gives hers to Chris. Nicole to Clay. Kaylin gives her rose to Dean. Tasha gives her rose to JPJ, which was hilarious. Sydney gives her rose to Mike and Kevin was pissed. And then and then we get down to the question of who is Hannah going to give her rose to? Of course, Dylan and Blake are standing next to each other and Hannah gives her rose to Dylan. Woo! Dylan wins. And then Christina with the final shocker of the rose ceremony gives her rose to Blake. She says that she knows Blake is a good person and that he thinks she thinks he deserves a shot at finding true love. Um, but then she also has this little sneaky aside where she says that she has trapped him in his own personal hell because Blake is going to be forced to watch um, Hannah and Dylan's relationship develop. So I took a look through our book um, in terms of how Scorpios might deal with like revenge or anything like this. And I found this great little line that says Scorpios always have a hidden agenda, which we've seen with Christina already when she took Blake on that date and said it was going to be like really like just like a fun, casual, carefree time. And then they had that like confrontation at the end. And now I really do believe her when she says that she's trapping him in his own personal hell. I feel like that was more of a motivation for her than um, giving him his shot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love her. She's so awesome. So then our eliminations for the night are ABC, Cam, Rip, Cam, Kevin, and Will. Will. Well, they almost didn't even show. I thought they were going to like cut to the next segment without showing Will's exit, and I was like, you need to show Will's. 
And mm-hmm. of course, he was tearing up in the little car as always. We love Wills. Yeah. yeah. And do we think we're going to see any of these guys on a Bachelor show again? No. I would want to see Wills again, but I think Wills maybe has had his fix. Yeah, if Cam remains single, I would kind of want to see him again, just for the entertainment factor. I can't. (laughs) Oh my god. Alright, that was the rose ceremony. Moving on to this week's connection. Spinning bottles followed you since middle school. Okay, so Caitlin was the first to enter the beach this week. She was a contestant from Colton season who was eliminated after she basically blanked and couldn't think of a story to tell Colton about her life. And (laughs) she had also met Blake at Stagecoach, right? Yeah, shocker. (laughs) Everyone was at the Stagecoach. They were were only friends. I thought she had to go to Stagecoach. Gosh. Anyway. So, Caitlin gravitated towards Blake for a date, and Blake had kind of been moping around because Hannah had paired off with Dylan. So, he decided to go on the date, but he was also struggling with staying open to Caitlin with his mind still on Hannah. And his obsession over Hannah definitely reminded me a lot of Blake at the end of his Bachelorette season, when he kept thinking about Becca with Garrett, and especially one line that sticks out to me is after Becca rejected Blake and Blake was crying off to the side. And then he said something along the lines of, Oh, I can just imagine like Garrett coming in and proposing to her. And it felt just like this scenario. You are so right. He got really in his head at the end of his season. Yes. So on the date, Blake told Caitlin all of his other stagecoach drama and what had happened since paradise started we didn't really hear an honest reaction for her she told him everyone goes through what you did um okay that's a little <laughs> little bit of a reach <laughs> God. so that didn't really pan out the way that you would think when someone hears what blake has gone through and After a little bit of Instagram stalking, I've come to the conclusion that Caitlyn is possibly a Virgo. She posted a photo in September 2017 of her with those number balloons on September 1st. So I think she probably has a late August birthday. So she might be a Virgo. And a Virgo-Taurus pairing brings out the Virgo's analytical side while the Taurus is sensuous both are practical and down to earth which makes a promising combo for the virgo's rational approach and the taurus's persistence but in this case i don't see blake being very persistent towards caitlin he's very just eh, just so i'm not like quite literally like singled out He, he he wants the semblance of being paired with someone i think just to like not 
be a loser in the eyes of Hannah and Dylan, you know? Yeah, and Caitlin later confronted Christina about her intentions with Blake because Christina would often take Blake aside. She told the cameras that she had no shame in receiving friendship roses from Blake. And when Caitlin tried to get the truth out of her, Christina took the defensive approach and was asking, why are you asking this of me? Aren't I allowed to talk to my friend? And it got very heated, as Caitlin said. Yeah. <laughs> and... Christina wasn't really allowing for a conversation to happen. And I could definitely see Caitlin's possible Virgo side in the situation. Virgos can kind of just fluster themselves in confrontation and just yeah. not really know what to say, which I think Caitlin held her own when she oh, essentially yeah, called out Christina for just saying that she was here for friendship roses. I think she had every right to. Mm -hmm. Christina is a Scorpio Scorpios are just signs of complete extremities and we really saw that with Christina in that interaction I felt so bad yeah it's one thing to say that you're there just to kind of pass the time but it's another to just get so heated when someone calls out exactly what you're doing right and to continue to interfere in another couples in the development of another couple's relationship like I think Caitlin repeatedly said I don't think I'm going to get anywhere with Blake as long as Christina's around that's definitely true right and Christina is technically an ex so yeah oh yeah and I'm sure that's like at the forefront of Caitlin's mind as it would be with anyone who's pursuing Blake romantically yeah, and we talked about this last week, but we were a little confused about why Kaylin thought Christina was bad-mouthing her. And I thought of it this way. On Paradise Season 4, Christina was with Dean. He made a whole mess of another love triangle and really hurt Christina in the process. But I think Kaylin still sees mm -hmm. that and sees it as a threat, even though we've had no reason to believe that Christina and Dean have anything between them now. Right. But I think that's definitely floating in her mind. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And moving on to the Hannah and Dylan update. Hannah's in Aquarius. Dylan's in Gemini. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. First of all, I just, I can't, I can't. So Hannah picks Dylan. What did she even say to him at the rose? At the rose ceremony, Hannah was like, you know, I really appreciate you being so patient and supportive of me like these past couple weeks. Like, I choose you. Whatever. Anyway, Dylan gets the date card. Dylan is just so cute and funny when he was like, oh, you know, I got to go talk to some people. Like, boy, you're not talking to anyone. You're immediately taking Hannah out. So they go on this date. It's like a little dinner date. And Dylan cheers to being open and transparent. Because Geminis admire that. They admire honesty above everything else. Then we get into the conversation. And Hannah's telling Dylan that based on her experience on Colton season, she's been really cautious about moving forward with relationships because she did leave heartbroken and that Dylan makes her feel special and he's so selfless. And then Dylan says, seeing you happy and feel appreciated is something I want to keep doing all the time. And that's when Kristen texted me that she gets it now. <laughs> all of Bachelor Nation 
love Dylan. <sighs> Thoughts, Kristen? I told you so. Yeah, I definitely see the appeal. I wouldn't say that he's my type, but I do love seeing him just so enamored with her. Yeah, true. And on his side of the date conversation, he opened up about relying on his parents' relationship when his dad had cancer and the whole family leaned on his mom in that situation. Dylan called her the strongest woman he knows, which everyone knows if you want to get a girl's attention, compliment your mom. <laughs> so, and in that situation, he saw how loving and enduring his parents' bond was and he sees so much potential between him and Hannah that he can't not fight for it. Oh my god, he literally, like, breaks my heart. And he dropped the L word. He said, I'm starting to fall in love with you. And then Hannah just looked at him and smiled, and I was like, swerve. Oh my god, I really couldn't. But then she tells him that she's, I'm all in for you. I got and it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> that is the best. Again, watch the <laughs> Hannah blooper from Colton season, yeah. where she catches a falling light structure and says, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and then to top it all off, Dylan said, I didn't come here to spend the summer with you. I came to spend everything after. Oh my God. I probably replayed that like 10 times. <laughs> I have been thinking about it ever since. It is a highlight on my own personal Instagram story. I just, I can't with this boy. He's perfect. He's truly perfect. So I was just thinking about them as the Aquarius Gemini pairing. And I looked into a bit of the amorous state of Aquarius women. Um, so this says the quickest way to lose her is to hold her fast. Valid because I think in the beginning Dylan came on really, really strong and Hannah was obviously like on Paradise to explore her options and that's kind of where like the Blake intrigue came in, you know? Mm -hmm. She's never content to stay where she is. There's too much out there waiting to be discovered. A man has to share her love of a challenge or she will soon uh, be left behind. Or he will soon be left behind. Yeah, I don't know. So I think that's something we definitely saw with their journey. Hannah came on and wanted to explore her options, explore Blake, maybe Jordan, I don't know, all these people. But Dylan was consistent throughout all of those weeks that he was there for her. He saw the potential with them. He wanted to fight for her. And I think it finally clicked for Hannah. And she was like, you know, he... he in a way, like, proved himself to her, which is, like, so strange to think about. But, yeah, now she's all in with Dylan. I think it really, like, adds up with her sign. Yeah, and moving on to our next connection of Chris and Katie. Chris mentioned that he had been feeling more mature than he felt in his past bachelor appearances and he was loving the connection with katie but katie kind of panicked and she gave him the approval to go on dates with other women even though he was very reluctant to go along with it he kind of wanted her to be more forceful about not going on dates with people and he said at one point i feel like this could be the time where we jump and take the next step to see if katie can be my wife someday so they kind of parted ways this week not officially, mm -hmm. but 
took a pause on things when Chris went on a date with Jen Saviano. But going back to the Chris and Katie connection, as we've talked about, Chris is a Virgo. And he wanted Katie to be more forceful, but he didn't exactly have the power in him to do it himself. This fits with the Virgo man quality of not finding it easy to express deep emotions. They can be self-contained and they're just very simple and direct, which I think in this scenario, just the bombshell of Katie giving him the approval to go out with other women threw him off. I feel like she was kind of egging him on. She was definitely testing him. It was a really strange approach. Yeah. And a line that I found in the book that really seemed to sum up this relationship was, if you're looking for quality, not glitter, Virgo is your man. And that's really what Chris is. He's no fuss. He's not trying to win over people with his personality. He's just there, but in a great way. Very true. I like that. And we still don't know Katie's sign, but I took a crack at guessing it this week. She is emotional, as we saw this week. She can be a little self-doubting. So I think she could be a Cancer. According to our book's explanation of the Cancer-Virgo pairing, a Cancer isn't too forceful, and the Cancer and the Virgo are both overcritical, but they can bring each other out of their shells. That is so... I feel like that could be correct. Cancers are so emotional. I literally made a quote or made a note in our notes document. Like if Katie cries one more time, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, I think we could be on to something. And then for the Chris and Jen Saviano date, they went on a catamaran, which is a type of sailboat. I just like saying that. Can you say catamaran five times fast? Catamaran, catamaran, catamaran. No, no, I can't. (laughs) And Jen is a Scorpio. And the Virgo-Scorpio pairing can be a bit of a tricky one. The Scorpio is possessive and loyal. But the Scorpio and the Virgo admire each other's minds. While the Virgo is more logical, the Scorpio is imaginative. And the Scorpio can be volatile but secretive, while the Virgo is more reserved. Chris and Jen had a an okay date i think they had a better like post date um and chris really just went on this date kind of to like appease katie in a sense or to like make her kind of worry a little but then he just left the date even more so confused on where he stands with katie because he had such a good time with jen so now he's kind of up in the air about them both but leaning more towards jen I got the sense that he was leaning more towards Katie just because he was trying to sell himself on Jen, it seemed, and he kept veering back towards Katie. We'll see where next week takes us. Men are giving out roses at the next rose ceremony, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Next we have the refreshing pairing that is JPJ and Taisha. Um, so JPJ is 100% enamored by Taisha. <laughs> Quote, she makes me feel like a nervous schoolgirl. <laughs> I really can't with him. And then I kind of missed this whole part right here. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch. But JPJ is talking about his family and how he had this whole plan to get married after college. 
like he was in a very serious relationship and the girl was expecting a proposal but he couldn't envision like a future with her and starting a family with her so i guess broke it all off like just ended the relationship this shook me i was just <laughs> i tried to just picture it and i couldn't fathom it they were like college sweethearts i guess so yeah yeah i really can't see that based on what we know about jpj but then again, he's proven that we don't know him. And he continues to say that, or to say, yeah, yeah, to like a, well, he continues to reinforce that saying that people often get the wrong perception of him and just think he's like this really chilled out, like broy dude. But he's, he says he's ready to settle down and he's looking forward to spending more time with Taisha. Taisha in what KP says is such a Virgo move, is really impressed by JPJ's intelligence. Yeah, she keeps and, repeating this, and I can't tell if it's just the same clip they're showing over and over again, or if she keeps using that as, like, her selling point for JPJ. Because if people look at him on the surface, they're like, really? And then she just wants to, like, repeat it to people. <laughs> but, yeah, she really emphasizes that. It's a very Virgo move. Virgos love intelligence. Yeah, I and think we just keep seeing different sides of that intelligence. Like, last week, it was legitimately, like, okay, I'm going to be, like, this literature buff and, like, memorize these lines. But this week, it was, like, showing the emotional depth, you know? I don't think yeah. she was, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I spend a lot of time with my family and my friends. And then JP comes out with this grandiose love story. <laughs> and like, wow, this frat bro is, like, well, not frat bro. JP's not a frat bro, but he's uh, capable of feeling these kind of emotions. I think she was really impressed. Yeah. Apparently, they don't have frats at his college, from what I've heard from my sources. <laughs> Is it because it's Catholic? I don't think so. I think That's it's maybe. have frats. True. But I feel like, well, maybe it's a Catholic thing. I don't even know. They probably have, like, professional ones yeah know? yeah for sure <laughs> dead okay is that is that all on that? and virgos also struggle with spur the moment events and as we saw jpj kind of spontaneously jumped in the pool with Tasha. he kind of ruined the moment by choking on the pool water but that felt spontaneous and it's probably yeah. a gesture that Tasha wouldn't normally do on her own it wouldn't be a JPJ move if it wasn't, like, slightly ruined at the end. <laughs> and the idea is fantastic, but the execution is never 100%. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So yes. And I've also noticed with Tasha's behavior as she started hanging out with JPJ more, she comes across in interviews and when she's talking to the other girls, it's very calm and collected. And then with JPJ, we see her more bubbly, more energetic, and according to our book, Beneath Virgo's Cool Facade, she is warm and responsive. So I think Tasha's light is really coming out in this pair. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, love them. Okay. And then finally, the big focus of episode two, um, Demi, Derek, and the introduction of Christian, finally. Um, so we, I think we started off the first episode of this week um Derek's talking about how much he's into Demi but he's still feeling that pullback from her like she's not 100% there in their relationship and Demi is feeling guilty about that um and she's 
she mentions Christian again, how she keeps thinking back to her, how she's so torn between her feelings for both Derek and Christian. And she says, quote, one of them deserves to have all of me. Quote, one of my options is not here on paradise. After she says that, she asks to speak to Chris Harris, and they have this whole little chat. Um, we don't know what comes of it, because then Hannah Brown arrives on Paradise HD, and everyone is shook, and all the girls are so happy to see her. Honestly, all the guys are so happy to see her. It was just, it was such a fun moment. Like, when she hugged Mike, and then when JPJ, like, I'm terrifically well. <laughs> I'm terrifically well. I can't with them. Yeah. Um, That'll so, be my greeting in the next episode. I'm terrifically I'm well. <laughs> Amazing. So then Hannah pulls Demi aside, and everyone's like, "Ooh, what's going on?" But um, before Demi came on Paradise, they had a similar like sit down, um, and Demi like explained her situation to Hannah, talked about Christian, all these things, and Hannah was just really seemed like she came back to just check in on Demi, see how she's doing, and everything. After Hannah talks with Demi, Demi pulls Derek aside and she just continues to express to Derek that, I guess, the relationship she had with Christian back in L.A. was a little more developed than she had let on um, and that she's thinking about her a lot while she's there on Paradise. And that explains part of why she's keeping a little bit of a distance. And Derek, who we love. We now love Derek. So it's okay to not know how you feel, but I, I just want to keep showing you who I am and hope that's the person you want to be with. Kristen, oh my God. I I feel like last week it kind of started for me. I was like, oh, I think I'm like kind of into Derek. I'm like on the Derek bandwagon now. Yeah, I really enjoyed him on The Bachelorette on JoJo's season. There was a whole big thing before he went on Paradise Season 4 that came out later that he was dating Olivia Caridi from Ben Higgins' season, but then he broke up with her because he didn't want to date someone from Bachelor Nation, but then proceeded to go on Paradise. And there have been reports that he wasn't that great in his relationship with Taylor on Par <laughs> after Paradise. So I'm not sure how I feel about all of the Derek for Bachelor hype that's coming out after this episode. Um, except that this episode painted him in such an amazing light. That's true. But as we've seen in promos, he gets into a confrontation with JP. Oh, oh, I feel like things so might right. go after downhill for the, okay. after this. Uh, I guess we'll, I have a question, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, so then Christian arrives on Paradise. And Demi says that, like, the minute they locked eyes, um, Demi realizes that she wants to pursue Christian. And, I don't know, Christian made this big gesture coming down there, and Demi's like, it's you, it's always been you. So then she goes off to Derek and explains the situation to her, and Derek, of course, is very, like, taken off guard and, like, doesn't really know what to say, and... Like, it doesn't break down. I think he, like, very much holds his own with Demi, but then he goes off to the side, and he says, like, the saddest thing I think I've ever heard in my life, and also, like, probably because it's, like, my biggest fear. He says, quote, am I always going to be there for other people? Is that going to be my life? 
Yeah, that was really sad. That was so sad. And I think everyone can relate to that in some aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Dead. So yeah, that's kind of where... We, oh, oh, here's my question. So after this revelation, after um, Demi says that she wants to pursue Christian, Derek is all like doom and gloom and he's like, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to like be on the beach and like see them, see their relationship develop. But it's like, Derek, you could leave. Like, why don't you just leave? That's true. S- same with Blake. Blake. You, I, I, I could see Blake wanting to stay on and like see if anyone else came on that he would be interested in. But right. you know, I, I legitimately thought Derek might leave after that. And it doesn't seem like he's going to. No. I guess if he gets into a confrontation with John Paul Jones, do you think he'll go after Tasha? It's possible. And I think Tasha would respond to someone like Derek. Yeah. And as we saw in the preview for next week, John Paul Jones is kind of the man of the hour when new women come in. True. True. So we don't really know what'll happen there. But my thing is like, I feel like if I had gone on Paradise and developed this relationship with Demi, like a strong of a relationship, I would just leave after I was like turned away, you know? That's true, yeah. I don't think I would be able to develop another relationship that uh, would be on that level. I think it would be too much for me emotionally. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, and I really like this quote from the book that you pulled out about the Sagittarius and Pisces bond, which is Derek and Demi. Mm -hmm. The Pisces is drawn to the Sagittarius's life force, and Sagittarius is attracted to the Pisces spirituality. But the Sagittarius needs a pal, and Pisces a dream lover. Neither can help the other. Yeah. it's, It's like a quote we've gone back to multiple times this season because they have been so strong from the beginning. Um, And I think you know, Derek has this, like, great energy about him, and that's what attracted Demi to him, and I think Demi is just, like, otherworldly, you know, sometimes. So that, like, attraction is what kept them going, but in the end, neither of them is what the other one needs. Um, And then I, like, Sagittarius, they're very, like, friendship based I feel like and you could see that in Derek even after like uh, Demi was like I choose I'm gonna choose to pursue Christian Derek um, oh, wait, wait what am I saying Derek chose to have that conversation with Christian because he thought it would help Demi out I guess to just get closure in that whole situation and I found this other great quote from the book that says Sagittarius's are always doing favors for others and that their way of helping doesn't put the recipient under any obligation and I really felt that that resonated super strongly in this situation definitely and yeah go ahead as for Christian sign we don't have that yet obviously (laughs) we're gonna try we'll see what we can find also Kristen showed me this meme of Christian that is like 
Well, at least Demi is finding love with Hannah G's mom, and I truly can't unsee it. <laughs> you guys have to go look it up. Yes, that I'll link it in the show notes, but okay. that particular screenshot that was put on this meme shows Christian looking a lot like Hannah G. It's the eye. The eye <laughs> yes. So that is it for our breakdown of week three of Bachelor in Paradise. Next week, we will see JPJ becoming the man of the beach when new women start to feel drawn towards him. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how the Demi-Christian relationship plays out. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.